Hi friends, Erica here, and I wanted to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by my friends over at YM Dental Lab. They are offering two free zirconia crowns for all new customers. Check them out at ymdentallaboratory.com for more information. Now, on with the show. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Billing Podcast. Have you ever wanted to learn dental billing and thought, I don't know where to go for this training? Do I need to get certified? Where can I find a dental billing school? Well, let me tell you, friends, there's not a lot out there. And you do not need to be certified in dentistry. For those of you that are coming from the medical field and you are perhaps medical coders or medical billers, in dentistry, we wear both hats. We are both the coder and the biller. So to break that down a little bit further, when we are wearing our coding hat, We are codifying the interaction between the dentist or the dental hygienist and the patient. And depending on our coding skill set, we can increase insurance reimbursement or we can hurt insurance reimbursement. So you're either a strong coder or a weak coder. You can also fall somewhere in between, but Coding is where we are going to maximize on reimbursement, either from the patient or the insurance company or both. Um, What I find is that in dentistry, we have a very set mindset around how certain procedures can be coded, different philosophies, if you will. And unfortunately, what that means to the losses that we take in the dental billing department, um, we lose out on the opportunity to, to get paid for things that we are in fact doing, but we just don't know that we can get paid for those interactions. As an example, I have met very experienced individuals who disagree with my philosophy Uh, around certain coding bundles because of that fixed mindset. And they speak to other people that have fixed mindsets. And there is a very well-known individual in our field. And this individual is spreading, like wildfire, fixed mindset. And I find that Uh, that happens to be very common in dentistry. So um, understand that your coding skill set is going to help increase or will hurt and decrease collections. The other hat that we wear is the billing hat. And I call that the packaging hat. Once we have codified the interaction between a a provider and a patient, we are now going to put on our billing hats. And our billing hat is essentially how we are going to submit a clean claim. 
And I have a whole episode on the clean claim, and I believe it's called Clean Claims Beyond the Codes. And I'm not talking about how we coded. Yes, we do want to code in order to maximize on reimbursement. However, clean claim submission means that every element of that claim needed to get paid is present. So the clean claim process essentially means we are attaching all of the appropriate and clean attachments. Um, I get into that in that episode, clean claim process. And we have the x-ray, we have the intraorals. We are prepared with every tool we could possibly need in the event we need to maybe ask for reconsideration if the decision that the insurance company makes is one that is not is not in our favor then we're going to ask for reconsideration or we are going to appeal that denial hopefully we don't have many of those things happening because once you understand how to package a claim and submit it um, according to the clean claim process, we shouldn't really be having to spend much time. However, it's virtually impossible. Even the best of us still get denials or we get decisions that we don't agree with. And so that is going to be our cue as experienced billers or as a biller. It is our cue when we don't agree with a decision, um, either not to pay or they downgraded or whatever decision they make that we don't like. It is our cue to then take it to the next step, whatever that is. So that is what happens when you enter the dental billing arena. You are going to wear both hats. Now, let's talk about the five ways that you can start learning how to, I would say, enter the billing arena, the dental billing arena on your own. And these are the strategies that I do teach to my students who are new to dental billing altogether, new to dentistry. I want to preface this with, this is a slow process. And I have taught this process all over the country. I've seen what success looks like when the students follow this process, and then what it looks like when they try and bypass this process. Uh, this is probably, if you're new to dentistry, this is the most important element. These are the five most important things that you need to understand if you want to be a billing rock star. I would highly recommend that you don't you don't bypass. However, I understand if you do. All right, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask if you do want to follow this process, you will need to purchase the CDT. Uh, this is 2022. So you would purchase the CDT 2022 coding book. Um, you can get that at the American Dental Association's website. I have no affiliation. I'm just letting you know that if you do want to follow these five steps, you are going to need that book. And so uh, once you have that book, uh, you can, uh, you don't need the book to follow along with this episode. 
However, if this is something that you want to do on your own, self-study and learn your codes, this is going to be the process. All right. So you ha- let's assume that you have your book. And the first thing that we're going to talk about, the first strategy that you need to understand is what is a dental code? The three elements of a dental code include the alphanumeric section, which is going to be D, uh, I'll use the very first dental code in the book, which is D0120. And then the uh, second element to a dental code is going to be what's called the nomenclature. And the nomenclature is essentially the English translation to that code, because learning your dental codes is going to be like learning a new language. And so just imagine the code is the language. The nomenclature is the English translation. So D0120 is the language, the new language. And periodic oral evaluation for a for an existing patient is the nomenclature or the English translation. Okay. And just below that is the third element to a dental code. And that is called the descriptor. And the descriptor does not ever get placed on a claim form. The alphanumeric section and the nomenclature get placed on the claim form when you bill. Uh, to the dental insurance company. However, the descriptor is there as a guider. It's there for for you to read and interpret how to use this code appropriately. Okay, so those are the three elements of a dental code. So my suggestion is if and when, you can also go online and pull, you know, Google dental codes and you can see the three elements that I'm talking about. And um, go ahead and explore, read through the book and look, read those descriptors. Now, not all dental codes have descriptors. Some are just self-explanatory. So you don't need the descriptor to be present. However, um, most do. And the descriptor is there for you to use um, and help guide you as to how to properly use that code. So that is strategy number one. Understand, read those, the three elements of the codes and understand how to utilize those codes as you start to learn how to codify an interaction between a dentist and their patient. All right, the next thing that I want you to understand is that there are 12 categories of service. So everything that we do in dentistry, all the procedures that are performed in dentistry are divided into 12 different sections referred to as categories of service. My suggestion is for you to memorize the 12 categories of service in order along with the coding range that goes along with that category of service. So categories of service typically start with, um, for example, the very first category of service in dentistry is um, our diagnostic. And um, that starts with D0120 and ends with D0999. So that would be our first category of service. So all of the codes that fall in between D0120 and D0999 are going to fall into the diagnostic category of service. 
why I'm asking you to memorize the 12 categories of service and that code range that is attached to that category is because as you are learning how to codify interactions and as you get more advanced and until you don't need your coding book in front of you on a daily basis, it is important that you know how to navigate through your codes. And it just makes your life so much easier when you know that diagnostic is the very first category of service and that, you know, uh, we have diagnostic, preventive, restorative, endo, perio, oral surgery, and so on and so forth. So it's really important that you understand the order in which these categories, in which these categories are placed. And as you navigate, as you codify those treatment plans, uh, you will know exactly where to go. So it's just going to make your life that much easier. So for those of you that plan on uh, purchasing the book, what I recommend is to purchase the book and then at the end or the beginning of each category of service, however you prefer to do this, I've always told my students, put a tab, like, you know, those little sticky index tabs, and you can write preventive, or sorry, diagnostic, preventive, restorative, uh, you know, for the beginning or the end of each category of service so that you can quickly access that category. And that will also help you as you start to memorize through through repetition um, the categories of service and, and where you need to go to get to that category. I have been doing this for 25 years and I still need to use my book, not on a daily basis, but there are some curveballs that get thrown at me sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know, let me actually I need to go to my book. However, here's, here's the thing. A lot of times, like the other day, I got a phone call from an office and I know that office has every coding book under the sun. I know my, my, my doctor, she purchases every year, all of the new year's coding updates, and she has every resource available to her team. Here's the difference. I still get coding questions from that team. And you might be saying to yourself, well, if they have all the coding tools, why do they need to call you? Because friend, they, nobody ever taught those individuals to learn the three elements of a dental code. They do not know how to interpret the descriptors sometimes, and that's why I get the call. So that's why I'm encouraging you, purchase the book. Again, I have no affiliation, but get the book and start reading the three elements of all of the codes uh, you know, for the most commonly used codes in dentistry. Memorize your 12 categories of service in order along with the code range. So those are the first three strategies. Your three elements, 12 categories of service, and also the coding ranges. So let's talk about number four. Let's focus on the most common categories of service. And so when you know which categories of service are going to be utilized in almost every single dental practice 
throughout the United States, it makes your life a lot easier. I will share those categories of service in our show notes. And you can, if you decide to purchase this book, focus on these categories of service. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want you to not memorize the 12 categories of service in order. I still want you to do that. However, when you're working in a general practice, the average practice uses about 50 codes over and over and over again. So as you emerge, as you, you know, you find yourself working in a dental practice, identify what their top 50 codes are. And I guarantee it's going to look like what you and I are going to go over in the most common categories of service. Okay. Now the final strategy is once you have identified the most commonly used categories of service in dentistry, we are then going to break it down even more. And we are going to focus on the most common procedure codes that are used in general dentistry. So what this looks like, let's say, as an example, restorative is a part of the one of the most common categories of service used in general dentistry. And there are a hundred plus codes in that category of service. However, the average dental practice maybe uses 10 of those codes in that category of service. Now, some offices may use 20, but I promise you there's about 10 in that category of service that for those of you with no background in dentistry, for you to know that right out the gate helps us on the inside immensely, especially if you have a great personality and we want to hire you based on that. If you come to the table with some basic knowledge as to, you know, understanding the elements of a dental code, you know what the 12 categories of service are, you know the coding ranges, you know the most commonly used categories of service in dentistry. And to top the cherry on top is you also know the most commonly used procedure codes in those most commonly used categories of service. Now, I know some of you are probably confused right now. And I want you to know that, um, you know, If you decide to go it alone and follow these five strategies, it will all make sense once you start putting the puzzle pieces together. The first piece is to go and purchase a coding book. My suggestion is the uh, CDT book um, that is released every year. And the American Dental Association always has it on their website available for purchase. You can also get it on Amazon. Um, And follow these five strategies. And I promise you will have a foundation that will be used for the rest of your career. So go and... If you decide to do this on your own, I I wish you the best of luck. 
you know how to get a hold of me. For those of you that follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm very active on Instagram and I, I respond. And you know that I don't send long messages. I just send a voice message. Um, but if you have any questions, you know, you can find me at Instagram. I'm happy to answer any questions as you do this on your own. If you decide that you want to do this together, I do have ways that we can work together and um, make you a dental billing rock star. And that link will be in the show notes. And uh, I do invite you to explore that link and decide, uh, you know, if this is a career that you want to delve further into for those of you that have experience. And for those of you that are looking to learn dental billing, uh, you're in the right place. And I've got the strategies. I am going to conclude this episode and I thank you guys for sharing your time with me. I know how valuable your time is. And until the next episode, I will talk to you then. Bye friends. Okay, my friends, that's going to wrap up today's episode on the dental billing podcast. I can't wait until the next episode and I hope that you join me. Until then, take care.